What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Rock the Mic. How's everybody doing? I know it's been a hot minute since I've been on here, but I'm telling y'all, you know, God is just so good because I honestly did not know that I was going to end up taking such a long break. Uh, There was a lot of things that took place in my life over the summer And so now here it is. We are at the end of summer. We're getting ready for a new season. Fall is upon us. And um, y'all, I didn't even get to go to the beach this summer. Like, uh, it was a lot, okay? But um, it was a lot of good stuff, you know? And um, I I was trying to figure out, like, okay, where do I pick up, you know? Um, But I don't want to overthink it. So... I really just want to share a little bit about uh, my trial sermon. Uh, So that was the reason why I initially took the break, because I was going to prepare for a trial sermon that I had to give at my church. So on July 10th, I did uh, bring forth the sermon. And um, (laughs) y'all, all I can say is that It's an honor and a privilege to be used by God. Um, July 10th, it caught me by surprise, but not God. You know, Um, that day was already written. And I just give God the glory and the praise. And, you know, he just, I don't know. He blew my mind, honestly. Um, When Apostle Mitchell told me that I was going to you know, have to do a trial sermon as part of my, um, you know, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in ministry school. So one of the requirements to go to the third tier is that you have to prepare a trial sermon and a Bible study. So, um, I'm right now in the process preparing for my Bible study, which is going to be next month. But, um, you know, when I when she first told me about the trial sermon, I, I, I was very nervous about it. You know, I didn't think that I was going to be able to do it. But what I learned is uh, it wasn't really anything for me to do. Um, now, let me elaborate on that a little bit, right? Because you don't just get up there and just like preach or whatever. You know, it wasn't, it's not that I didn't have to prepare. What I mean is that God used the trial sermon as an opportunity for me to learn how to get out of the way and allow him to enable me. He was giving me the word in pieces and um, he was downloading things at the most weirdest times. And I clearly remember this one night that I was asleep And I woke up out of my sleep and I could hear myself preaching. And the Holy Spirit was just like, write it down. And I woke up with this overwhelming sense that like a feeling like I had to write. And I just was writing, writing, writing. And then like when I finished writing, I'm looking at these words and I had like no idea what they were or what you know, it was just weird. It was like very strange. He he just kept downloading things a little bit at a time, whether I was in my car and I had to pull over. 
and like write notes in my phone. So like leading up to the sermon, I really like the day before I didn't have, I had a sermon, but it wasn't like in order, like nothing really made sense. And so the day before I asked my apostle, I was like, can I go to the church and just, you know, spend some quiet time in the sanctuary and you know, I have a key to our church. And so she was like, sure, go ahead. And, you know, I got to the church and I had my private praise and worship, uh, my my time with God. And, you know, I, I really shared my heart with him. And um, I had brought my laptop. So it was quite a, an experience, honestly, to be in the sanctuary by myself, just me and God. Um worship and prayer and it was so freeing like it was just a moment of total freedom like I cannot explain it when you come into the presence of God it's like this world it just seems so far gone like the presence of God is is the safest place it's it's Man, if you've been in the presence of God, then you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I was in there worshiping. And then, you know what? I just said, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to sit here until you tell me what I'm supposed to do. And I had my laptop. So I sat quietly in the church. Uh, I wasn't really talking or doing anything. I was in, I was just, I told God, okay, now, now it's your turn to talk to me. And, um, you know, I just started typing after a little while. And honestly, like, I I really don't have any doubt that those were his words because the sermon that the Lord gave to me, um, that sermon was for me first. It was a word from God for rock before It was a word for anyone else. And um, I really loved that whole process, you know, because God was dealing with me privately about things in my life that I needed to uh, make some changes and adjustments and corrections. And, you know, it was it was just. I don't know. I, it was wonderful. You know, it, it, it shows like he's such a good, loving, patient father. And um, and I think, you know, and then just secondly, like I was just humbled. Y'all, I just feel so humbled that God would use me as a mouthpiece, you know. And like I said, he gets all the glory because there's just no way that I could have ever done that without him enabling me to do it. And the entire experience, it just took me back to when I first came to my church. Um, Nothing but the truth ministries. Uh, I, I really didn't have any idea of how much of a bad shape I was in spiritually. You know, like when I think back to that time, I just was very clueless. I had no idea about gifts or purpose. Um, I, I, I had my own idea, but I didn't know what all that really meant. And 
I, I, I had no idea what my gift was or anything like that, but I always felt like I was supposed to be doing something for God. But at the same time, I felt like I didn't have a gift. I felt like I didn't have anything to offer God. And my apostle, this, this was a conversation we had about four years ago. Um, she said to me, um, when I told her, I, I feel like I don't have a gift. She said to me, oh, you have a gift and it's your mouth. That mouth is your gift. <laughs> and um, I remember, you know, laughing and stuff. And I was like, okay, but um, here we are. Here we are. I am using my mouth to tell people about Jesus. And um, I, I say all that to say, like, you have to use what you have. You can't waste your time comparing yourself to what other people are doing. You know, um, <clears throat> I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about the name of my church. And I'm also thinking about the name of this podcast. And, you know, the name of my church is nothing but the truth ministries. And truth is an acronym for total reliance upon the Holy Spirit. And, you know, there's so much power in a name. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I've always loved the name of my church because I just feel like it sounds so real. You know what I'm saying? We're not trying to sound super spiritual or nothing like that. It's just what it is. We are nothing but the total reliance upon the Holy Spirit. We rely on God for everything, for everything, even to change us for the, from the inside out. We're not just relying on God to help us financially. We're not just relying on God to bless our relationships and our families and our children and to give us things. No, we rely on him for absolutely everything. And for me, this experience of bringing forth the trial sermon, it was another way that God was able to uh, show me how to totally rely upon him. And um, I think about the name of my podcast, right? Rock the Maturity in Christ. And I think back to when God gave me this whole the name and everything and, and how upset I was with him. I was so upset with God because I was like, yo, I don't want to do a podcast about spiritual maturity. I'm not a mature Christian. Why would you ask me to do something that I'm not able to do? <laughs> but again, even with the podcast, another opportunity for me to totally rely on God. And you know what? I might not be a fully mature and developed Christian, but guess what? I am maturing. I am rocking my maturity in Christ. And that's really what I'm trying to get all of you guys to do. I want you guys to trust God so that he can impart his power and his confidence into you so that you can use whatever you have to lift him up. And, you know, that experience, it was quite amazing because, listen, I had to get to the place where it wasn't enough for me to just know that God could do something. I had to actually believe that he would do it. 
And on that Sunday morning, I was really surprised, y'all. I really was because I was surprised at how calm I felt. You know, I've been more nervous on my way to church to as worship leader than I was on the day of my trial sermon. And it's not like cockiness or nothing, or it's not nothing like that. It's just that I had this overwhelming confidence in God. And I was like, you know what? You brought me to this moment in my life. I never saw myself here, but if this is where you brought me, then you going to have to get me through this. You going to have to step in. I, I'm going to trust you. I'm 100% trusting you. And y'all, I was nervous, but I wasn't scared. And I just remember driving to church that morning and I had like this feeling inside of me. And the only way that I could compare it to is like, you know, when it's like, when it's like, uh, about to storm, you know, and you look at the sky and you see the clouds rolling and then you hear like the rumble. I felt that on the inside of me. Okay. I I really felt like the power of God was stirring up on the inside of me. I've never felt anything like that before. Um, And I I just give him all the honor. He gets all the praise. God is good. He is an awesome God. On my own strength, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Even doing this podcast on my own strength, I wouldn't be able to do it. You know, and that's another reason like why I took the break, you know, because even when I, when I, as time was going on and I knew that I wasn't doing the podcast, I started feeling a lot of pressure. And I was like, I got to get on there. But you know what? I'm not on here just to say anything. Like, I'm not on here just to talk. (laughs) Like, if it's not God-led, if it's not God-inspired, then I really don't have no reason to come on here. You know what I'm saying? And that really helped me a lot to really understand like how to be intentional with what I'm doing. And I also discovered that, you know, um, I do, I do have anointing. I am anointed. (laughs) And I never really thought that God could ever use me or that he didn't, he hadn't imparted anything in me, but I know that I am anointed. And the only thing now that I have to do is that I have to walk in it and I have to protect my anointing because my gift is in my mouth and I'm going to use my gifts, the ones that God has given to me, the gift of exhortation, the gift of teaching, whatever it is that God has put on the inside of me, I'm going to use it to lift him up, to lift up the name of Jesus to bring the good news to the people, to tell everyone how much Jesus loves them. Do you know that in the knowledge of knowing that Jesus loves you, like, okay, let me rephrase that. Like, I want you to know that when you make the conscious decision that you are going to accept God's love, regardless of your condition, regardless of what you're dealing with, regardless of what you're struggling with, you make a cognizant decision that you are going to accept the fact that God loves you, that God has a plan for your life, that God is in control of your life. Yo, like when you walk in that, there's so much freedom there. There's so much freedom there. 
Today, the only thing that I could really tell you guys is that number one, God is good. He is good all the time. And God has a very, uh, he's got a distinct plan for each and every single one of us. And there's going to be times in our lives that God is going to call us to do things that don't feel comfortable or things that don't even feel natural for us. But you guys, like, that is the beauty of it. Because when he calls you to do things that you don't feel you can do, it gives you an opportunity to rely on him, to trust him. And then you get to watch God work and that will blow your mind. You know, I was, I was reading my Bible and there's a scripture in Psalms. It's Psalms 138.8. And it talks about how God will fulfill his purpose for my life. And it's something about his purpose. You know, it says that the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. And Man, that's such a wonderful thing, right? But 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 what we need to understand is that it's his purpose, not yours. Your choice is not always God's desire for your life. And you know, I I I just really can't emphasize that enough. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times We disobey God because we want what we want. We want to do what we want to do. You know what I'm saying? But that is not what God promises. God is not promising to give you what you want. God is not promising to do what you want him to do. God is promising to fulfill his purpose for your life, his purpose. And if if that, that takes a certain level of, of maturity because you gotta be willing to tell God, like, look, I really want this thing right here. I really want this, but if this don't line up with what you want for me, then I don't even want it. And that's kind of like the place that I'm at in my life. Like, let me tell y'all right now, I'm actually recording this podcast from California. And my daughter lives here and my grandson and y'all like, y'all don't know how bad I want to move over here and be with my daughter. But God has been very clear about that. He's like, that is not my plan for your life. And now I'm a grown woman. Okay. I'm grown. If I want to move to California, I could move to California, but It's not his plan for my life. And as much as it hurts me that he's giving me that no, I trust him to know that he's going to give me something more. He's going to give me something better. Um, And so, yeah, I want to be here with my daughter, but that's not what God is telling me to do. You see what I'm saying? So I've got to be mature enough to know that God is working out his plans for my life. And I trust God. I trust him with my life, my daughter's life, my grandson's life. I trust God. So I'm not about to get in the way 
Because I know for a fact that if I did move out here and it's not part of his plan, then it's all going to go left. It ain't going to work out the way I have it in my mind. You know what I'm saying? And it's just that I, I just love God. I love him so much because he's teaching me how to trust him. And I just can think back to my life when I didn't trust God. You know, I, I, I think back, you know, to when when my whole entire life was very like like hopeless, you know, um, you see, like, I I feel like I have to say this, but you know, the world, right. And when I say the world, I'm talking about people who don't know God and I, and I'm talking about knowing God. Okay. Like for real, knowing him, not knowing God, just because you listen to me talk about God, not knowing God, because your grandma go to church, not knowing God, because you got a couple of Christian friends or your auntie go to church or, you know, your boyfriend, a Christian, like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about knowing God personally for yourself. If you don't know God, then, then that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to those individuals who don't know God. And the world, right, the world who doesn't know God, that world, which is clearly the world that we see around us, it's a hopeless world. Because when you don't know God for yourself, your experiences and the things that you go through in life, they're going to leave you bitter, stressed, angry. You're going to feel unfulfilled because you cannot make sense of life without Jesus. You know, I think I think back on that scripture in the Bible that says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was was with God. And that scripture just makes me think about how from the moment of everything, from the beginning of everything, from the moment that God created everything, from the moment that life on earth began, from that moment, from every moment, from the moment of eternity, like from the beginning of it all, Jesus was already there. And life is designed to work only with him in it. And when you look at the world without Jesus, we see people who are overtaken with doubt and fear and anger and depression and worry and competition and comparison. And they're all being driven by their pain and rejection. And they, they can't make sense of anything because the truth is that without God, nothing can ever make sense. That's why you feel like you running around in circles. This world is thirsty. It is parched. It needs the living water. And that's why people are going so hard to find purpose in life. Because we all want to be somebody. Everybody wants to be somebody. But the reality is that outside of Christ, you're nobody. Who are you really? Who are you? Who am I? Outside of Christ, who am I? 
I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm scared. I'm I'm confused and 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 I, I, I'm just not myself. I'm not myself. Outside of Christ, I am lost. And the truth is that he is the only one who can give us true life and satisfaction. He is the only one who can quench the thirst. But when he satisfies the thirst, he does it by giving you what you need, not what you want. And the sad truth is that some people just want what they want. They don't want what God has for them. They don't want what God wants. And so I don't know who this is for today, but if this message is resonating with you, then you got to ask yourself, do you want what you want for yourself? Or do you want what God has for you? Because when I think about his purpose, I can't think of anything better than that. See, I may not understand all that God is doing in my life. I don't. I don't I don't see the clear picture. But I don't need to. I trust him. And I know that it's all going to work out. And it's going to work out more better <laughs> than I could ever imagine. And I want you to know that too. You have to trust God with your life. He didn't promise to give you what you want. He promised to fulfill his purpose for your life. So that's all I have for you guys today. I do want to leave you with a quote. And it is one of my favorite quotes. You know, I put this as uh, the little bio on my Bible app like three years ago. (laughs) And uh, it's, it's just so true. It, it, it has become true. When I when I saw it, the, when I read it the first time, I was like, mm, that's good right there. But that wasn't what was happening. And, and if y'all hear snoring in the background, that's my daughter's Frenchie, Chips. Y'all hear that? He back there snoring, y'all. This is terrible. <laughs> but anyways, the quote that I'm going to leave you with is from C.S. Lewis. And he said... The more we let God take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. I love that quote because I am living proof. Well, I want to thank y'all so much for listening today. I don't know where you're listening from. Maybe you're listening from, you know, your car, you're stuck in traffic. Maybe you're at home in your kitchen. Maybe you're at your desk at your office. You're at the gym, wherever you are. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that this has blessed you. And if it did, share it with a friend. I will be back next Monday morning with another episode of Rock the Mic. So, oh, and if you guys want to check out my trial sermon, the link is in my bio on my IG page, which is at Rock the Mic Podcast underscore. Well, as always, 
I pray this blessed you. If it did, share it with someone. Until next time, I'm out, y'all. Peace.